I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Exhaler, are you ready to talk about family garden grilled cheese sandwiches? <laughs> I immediately like your voiceover more than the narrator in the show. <laughs> I've been working on it all day. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I was it's like, perfect. how am I gonna do? How am I gonna do my entrance line today? I was like, what what things from the show? So oh. I would like to thank you for bringing this into my life. My wife has been preoccupied now. I think she's on episode nine or ten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ever since watching the first one with me, and she was just like glued to the television. I could still hear it in the background. I still hear the voiceover like da na 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 na. <laughs> you do it so well. Yeah, I thought you know this is something that's really easy to digest, and it's kind of fun. You know, take us on kind of a different route here. So good. I'm glad. Yeah, it's a nice change of pace. I feel like from everything that we've been doing, it's like serious and like dramatic and like this is pretty lighthearted stuff so yeah this is very uh there's not deep-seated themes in this right like it's it's material that's easy to understand that kind of appeals to a wide variety of people so yeah Yeah, you didn't have to score too high on the sats to to really wrap your head around (laughs) the show right really understand how the depth of it um so courtney what did you think the show was going to be about before going into it well i knew a little bit about the basis of it just kind of uh, on the peripheral here you know just from when it was on i knew that she was in fact a virgin but she does get um impregnated from the insemination wherever it went from there i didn't know much else but i did know that was the basis of it what did you think i thought it was about immaculate conception (laughs) (laughs) i mean to be honest with you so i thought this was about like a high school girl that got pregnant and they were going to use the show as a vessel to talk to like young girls about pregnancies, responsibilities, safe sex, and okay. or, like abortions and stuff like that to like tackle some tough situations. And I only thought it's so religious because like I didn't know it was a telenovela, but like I've seen commercials back in the day for it, and I know that it was you know had like deep Latin roots, and you know I was thinking more conservative religious type you know right. families that she comes from, so. I thought it was like some joke that it was like immaculate conception or something. So this was pretty fucking stupid of me to be honest with you. So did you like did you like this better than what you thought it was gonna be? Yeah, but she's like twenty three years old. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it wasn't. It would have been better if she was in high school. Um. Yeah, but you know what? I think they really need someone who's gonna be mature and take on these relationships in a mature adult standpoint. So that's probably why she's not. I mean, it's, yeah, well, there can be 23-year-old virgins. I mean, not everybody's loose. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't want to. We're not going to go down that road Strong right now. Strong silence. I, I, I just took a, I was like, oh, God, should I do this? I don't know. We're going to lose people. <laughs> if I start opening up my mouth too large. Yeah, we won't um, have can of worms. Yeah, I thought this was on ABC Family. I could have sworn it was on ABC Family, but apparently it's on the CW. This didn't fit to me into the CW realm. I didn't even the look of it, nothing. I didn't I didn't think it was either. I was very surprised by that. Yeah, it doesn't have like that like grungy look that they they have yeah. now. I mean Yeah. It just didn't it just stop the show? Um like yeah. recently, within the last year. Yeah. Like twenty nineteen. I was gonna say twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So yeah, it's very like light and stuff like that. So I was trying to do some like research on this one, like we really had to dig for this one. 
Uh, a lot of these people, they don't have like huge IMDb resumes. So you guys don't get all my fun facts and like IMDb research and like character research that I find. But what I did find is Brad uh, Silbering. He directed both the first and last show that we'll be watching, which is kind of interesting. Oh, right. um, he directed uh, City of Angels, Casper, The New Land of the Lost, Will, Will Ferrell. That I actually oh. love, but people hate it. He's the producer on Charmed. Oh, that kind of fits with this. That makes sense. Charmed is kind of in the same vein as this. Okay, I haven't watched Charmed, but uh, oh, fun fact about him. The old term. I don't either. I haven't seen any Charmed. What well, if oh, I said I, I haven't seen Charmed? Oh, how would I know if there's a new or an old one? Well, they remade. You know, they did like a reboot type thing. Not not with the originals, but uh. hard pass. Yeah. We'll put that in my hard pass category, or like when we're really <laughs> stressed out trying to find something to review. But about this director, he was approached by Warner Brothers um, as one of the original candidates to direct Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in 1998. So he began uh, enthusiastically planning the film in his mind and was ready to sign on and direct it. But apparently Chris Columbus was ultimately chosen between yeah. the time they approached him and when they actually were ready to start. Oh, Chris Columbus is more of a name. Um, yeah. That's well, kind I of mean, he founded like America. That. Like, why would you not want the guy to, that founded America to be? <laughs> Chris Columbus is way better than Christopher. Well, quote unquote, founded, founded America. The Vikings thing. I don't know. This is conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's um that's a pretty eclectic resume. All over the place. Does not line up well with this show. I haven't seen Charms, so I can't really speak to that, but the other stuff that I know that he's done. I don't know which charmed it is, but um that's the that's the biggest parallel I could see to this, maybe. Yeah, so let's 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 dive in and just talk about the show itself. So Sure. We were talking about it was on the CW. It's actually the first one in history, uh, for a CW show to win a Golden Globe. Oh. Or to earn a nomination, at least. I'm sorry. Oh, that's nice. That is nice. Because um, it also won a Peabody Award, which is kind of about, you know, uh, media or entertainment that empowers people and tells, like, really stimulating stories. So that kind of says something, too, about the show. Yeah, they tackled a lot of, like, difficult things. And I think they did it very well. I mean, the way they handled it, the, the directions that they came in at, you know, I would feel very comfortable, like, if I had kids for them, you know, that were in, like, late high school years to watch this because there yeah. are some like telenovelas are kind of sexual in nature sometimes yeah there's so. some adult themes but but um there wasn't cursing like the language was clean the mom was a little she said a few things that yeah maybe you wouldn't want a kid to hear but but t- tell us a little bit about telenovelas because i'm pretty new to this so unless i was waking up like if I like passed out or was like drunk on the couch or something and accidentally turned on one, I would never watch one. So like that <laughs> like, parameter of a telenovela before yeah. this was beyond me. Like I didn't, I know it was kind of like dramatic, like over the top dramatic. Like that's what I knew about. I it. always think of like bitch slaps in telenovela, right? Like someone's <laughs> getting slapped. I just think of but- Maria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that I've ever seen any either. I mean, but they're basically at their, high level they're a spanish soap opera but what's different is um they wrap up within a certain amount of time where soap operas as you know keep going 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 i've been watching days of our lives for you know eons um but they always kind of have these typical storylines like a poor girl falls in love with a rich guy there's a fight between good and evil there's the hero's journey but it's very over the top storytelling right so that's kind of where they got this because you can tell a little of this it's supposed to be like more exaggerated right it takes it takes normal everyday themes and it kind of heightens them so they're taking a similar approach to this that a telenovela does but it's also a satire it's kind of meant to reinvigorate topics 
like immigration and citizenship and, and learn about the Latin community. So that's also um, a big part of this too. What's interesting is it's got the leading ladies, which I, which I love, and they're a family of color, which I think is really important too. And they're focusing really on these elements that are kind of universal, right? Like they're Latinas. So Catholicism is very important to them. Family is really important to them. And then what they're doing is they're taking like the typical female characters that you would see in a telenovela and making them more realistic. So if you think about it, like I said, bitch labs, you're like, they're always like sexy or shameless or fiery. They always have huge cans. Yeah, exactly. So on this show, they're, they're making people that are real, right? Like the grandmother is obviously this really devout Catholic. The morals are super important to her, but she's also really loving and really like warm and realistic. Um, even Jane's mother, who's kind of like, sassy and bold she is gonna have a different side to her as this plays out she's not i mean she's man hungry obviously and she wants to be she does she so does because she um i mean you can tell that she kind of had she wants to be a singer right so she kind of has these feelings of like missing out on life by having a baby when she was a teenager so i'm sure like some of those like intricacies are going to be kind of deep dived into as this goes on but i mean yeah at its basic level it's taking the telenovela elements and just kind of basing them more in reality but still keeping like that fun and flair that they have yeah i love the voiceover that i know i was like been joking around doing the voiceover and i'll continue to do it throughout this whole episode but i (laughs) i I love it i think it's still great It was very dramatic. It's it definitely from the moment it starts with that voiceover, I was a little like put off. But then I got thinking, I'm like, wow, this this really sets you apart from like other, not even just CW shows, but any other shows. Like you don't take. It's a very dramatic. It's got a lot of um, charisma in that voiceover, right? Yeah, but I mean, sometimes you you just don't get set up the way just having a a voiceover helps you. I mean, I've seen very few things voiceovers. I mean, out of the documentary realm, I mean, there's like little things that have voiceovers that I can, yeah. I don't yeah. even think I can think of one right now. I don't know that I can think of one right now either, but I think the voiceover takes the place of like, they don't have to do a lot of exposition in this, right? Like the characters don't have to explain themselves a lot because the voiceover is doing that for them and kind of being like your guide on this journey. Yeah. It's kind of cool. The, the Villanueva uh, family, they originally came from Venezuela, uh, but all three actresses are Puerto Rican background. And this oh. show was actually based on a, a Venezuelan telenovela called Juana la Virgin. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, fun fact for viewers at home, uh, I actually did some producing in Mexico, uh, which is an absolute shit show. Courtney, were you still there when I was? I uh, was. And I just remember you had like 20 Mexican Cokes and like stroked out in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> 20 Mexican Cokes. I love that everyone knows that I got addicted to Mexican Coca-Cola <laughs> because it had natural sugar. In it. it just tasted so, it was like McDonald's, but without being all watered down. <laughs> McDonald's syrup is the best syrup for Coke. Oh my God. <laughs> it's everything I remember about you in that trip. <laughs> so what happened was first week we, we go down and I, I, I it was a scout trip. So I spent a, a few days scouting. Uh, scouting in mexico we were doing the um pretty much cozumel to cancun and that was great like that was a great time we just sat on the beach and like yeah it's gorgeous down there i basically just had a clipboard and this thing to show me where the sun would would be and we were just taking videos of the ocean basically what we had to do was um this is for an aquarium in texas we had to make uh basically a background for a shark tank 
It was kind of like a time lapse thing, right? Yeah, it was just a time lapse. We literally had to stay out all day in the sun and just have a time lapse. What's oh. great is I'll, I will post a picture on our Instagram of me when the day starts and when the day ends, and I just look rough. Just being <laughs> in the, it's like 130 degrees. Um, but the second week we were down there, we brought so much gear. I feel bad to this day. One day I just wanted fruit. It was washed in local water. And I got the curse of um, Montezuma. Uh, <laughs> and I had to fly home the next morning. I thought I was going to die. I was like shaking. Oh, I, was I remember freezing, that. But it was so hot. It was just a nightmare. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And I remember everyone back home, like Carly was yelling at everybody back at back at work. Like, Joe's sick. Like, we got to do something. Joe's sick. And everyone's like, well, you had 20 of those Mexican cola. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't the cola, which is actually now in America, which I'm super pumped about. But back then, it wasn't. So I was trying to get my fix in. Yeah. Uh, I did see some cool places, uh, like where they film all the Corona commercials. Fun fact about that: they spray paint everything in those commercials. They bring in fake palm trees to this wonderful beach. They color correct the water, even though it's like the most majestic blue thing you've ever seen in your entire life. And they bring about a hundred or so tables. Because, you know, they get that condensation ring when they put down the beer. Yeah, yeah. They switch out the tables so much. That's amazing. Yeah, the one I had a great trip to Mexico once, too, and we went, like, deep into the Mexican jungle on, like, ATVs and stuff. It's a really unique place. Yeah, you went after me. I was like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> I stayed away from the Mexican cokes. I hope people enjoy my production stories. If anybody wants, like, a full-fledged play-by-play of that, I will tell you dealing with Mexican customs with production equipment is not fun. <laughs> When we really want to scare the shit out of people, we'll just tell them about when I lived in LA and then they'll all be <laughs> scarred for life. Yeah. So shall we talk about the frightening story about <laughs> the grandmother's telling Jane as a small child? That's so messed up. The flower thing. Like, why are you going to scare yeah. a girl like that? And then she mounts a flower on her wall like that. Nothing says like guilt with like a framed virgin flower hanging over you to remind you to stop making out with your boyfriend. Yeah, I'm just like what? That's so weird. Like why would you frame that? She's like crush that flower now make it go back to it You can never take it back. I was scared. The mother's just sitting there like rolling her eyes like she is the obviously the rebellious one in all of this. But Jane I love like um I love that she's like still like that wide-eyed innocence even at 23. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and she's adorable. Like, she's just adorable little girl. Like, I know she's not like, she's probably like my age, but like in the show, she's, I, I just view her as like a teenager. And I mean, right away, she seems way more mature than even her mother. And I think that's kind of part of this too, because one of the one of the lessons in this is family, right? When you have the multi-generational family living together, it's it's what are the lessons that are being learned from one another? And obviously she's taken a lot of steps from the grandmother. She's um, got a lot of the morals the grandmother does. She doesn't want to disappoint her. So that kind of have, has built her character already, even before this. Well, the weird thing is um, the mother is only seven years older than Jane in real life. Well, she was supposed to have her as a teenager, so what? Probably sixteen. Yeah, it was so, 16. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that miscasting again, you know. What I do love is all the intros they gave people in the beginning, like the the typewriter yeah. intros. It was cute. That was clever. Again, this you're taking a unique concept because if you think about a telenovela, you're playing this on American television. That's not something that's 
extremely familiar like we we had to even kind of study it up a little bit right so they're they're using those elements in there but then they're breaking it down with different things i like like when they said their likes like she likes grilled cheese you know what i mean that they're using it in a very cute way man eater and other stuff and then Raphael gets like a bj out on the porch and i'm like okay wow this is this show's going hard left from what i thought yeah well they're doing that thing where they're winking at the audience right like it's like when you said about Jim uh, looking at the camera in the office, this is the same thing, like the typewriter and the narrator kind of taking the place of that kind of like bringing us in on the joke. Yeah, I do like that. And it, it just like, it eliminates you having to think. Yeah. It sets yeah. everything up without, without giving you so much backstory that you need to like, or create these character perceptions on your own. When Petra's introduced, there's tarot cards and there's tarot cards in Carnival. And I hate the way all our stuff connects and I want all of our stuff is connecting in some way and it's so eerie to the both of us because it's like this is not planned we're just basically look at the list and we're like all right we haven't watched this one we'll do that one next and then somehow (laughs) they're all connecting it's crazy so petra's mom like does tarot cards suckling on the teat of of everyone (sighs) she disgusted me you can already tell the mother is like a user who kind of pushes her daughter into being a user yeah you know what i mean she like was like pretty much guilting her Petra into I put my life on hold for you type stuff and she like holds this over her head because she's in a wheelchair and has terrible burns to her face so like maybe she saved her or something but it's like hey you owe me so figure shit out so I can like live off of you exactly and you're seeing you're seeing both of those similar themes play out but one is like a rich family and one is a quote-unquote poor family right so you're kind of trying to show how um the mothers deal with it in different ways yeah very true the doctor. The doctor artificially inseminating Jane. <laughs> what the hell? Oh my I have questions about this even at my age. So she's inseminated, but that's still her egg, right? Like it's it is biologically Jane's child. Yeah, right? so just injecting her with semen pretty much. Not Yike. And everyone took it surprisingly well I once it was revealed. Full Jerry Springer sprint backstage into that place. <laughs> if that happened to me, I would be a loose cannon to say the least. Yeah. Well, I'd be like, I'm taking crazy. this whole place down with me. Yeah, I would own them. And is that is the doctor Raphael's sister? Yeah, she is. Yeah. And, well that's part and of And Raphael's right? semen is the what ends up going into Jane. Yeah, well, obviously. And how shady is the wife that she was just going to go inseminated because she knows that her husband wants to leave her? Like, <sighs> Yeah, because she stays with him five years. She gets $10 million. Uh, one thing to notice um, for everyone at home, after she's artificially inseminated, everyone turns to start wearing pastels. Oh. Pink or blue, preferably. Um, there's purple and yellow, too, but it's mostly pink or blue. Raphael wears Isn't a lot of pink. Is this supposed to be like the baby colors? Yeah, like baby colors. That's like your main your main cast uh, will start wearing pastels. That's cute. I like when they finally go and she's getting like the test at the hospital. And I love like how protective Latina mothers are because she's like, the doctor if you went to the University of Dumbass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just funny. It's- and he's like, no. <laughs> like she's not a virgin and they're like no i'm telling you if like, it turns pink I, you're pregnant look it's pink and then <laughs> it was actually like laugh out loud funny when the mother drops to her knees and like starts praying because she thinks like she's the messiah and had like immaculate <laughs> conception. that's exactly maybe that's like the scene i saw like back in the day that made me think it. there's like a lot of like really cute and funny parts in this even when she's later um when jane's with the boyfriend and um 
he proposes and then he goes to answer the door and she takes a sip of the champagne and has like spit it back in her glass like she's kind of like really quirky i like it yeah no that's actually the next scene that happens anyway so we might as well talk about it oh yeah i mean how much of a squid is her boyfriend oh he's hiding something i don't care if he's a cop or not there's some he has to be when the brother comes over yeah, the brother who looked like he was on drugs. Yeah, but he, so like, he said he, he, like, he knows something about him or something. Shady. Plus, he just has kind of like a mayonnaise face. Like, he just looks like <laughs> not trustworthy. He doesn't look like he's suited for Jane. Yeah, but no, I really like the, the scene that you were just describing because... I told, I, like I told everyone, I was watching this with my wife, and she's like, she shouldn't be drinking. And all of a sudden, she spit it back and was like, no, shouldn't be drinking that. Yeah, it was so, I love it. It was so cute, and it was just her and the camera, so it was like even more like shows her like kind of like cutesy personality. Yeah, I mean that's stuff that everyone does. Like you talk to yourself, yeah. and stuff. It's like humility. It was a real, real humility scene to to show. Like even though, yeah. like she, she handles this so well. Like I would have went off the rails. Yeah, everyone is oddly calm about this. It's so weird. Like they're just like, and now there's gonna be a baby coming. Like it's just yeah, like, so, oh, so like, matter of fact. Where everyone's in for this ride. I mean, I guess of course you know it's the whole basis of the series, so they kind of have to be into it. But I, um, I mean, clearly it's a mistake, and the boyfriend just has like pissy face. I just didn't care for like how he's taking this. Like all she went, all she did was go to the gyno. Like she didn't know what was going on, you know? Yeah. It's it's like unbelievable at first. And I like, I get that. Yeah, it definitely is. But next is kind of where we find out about Raphael and Jane's history, which I was super into because obviously they're like little soulmates who have already met once and had like a little perfect kiss. That happened, but it was total sleazeball because he said that that was what? five years earlier i wonder how old he is he looks like 40 yeah no he no. definitely is older I... than her and he's married sleazeball scene you think it because she was like 18 yeah it was just kind of like taking advantage type stuff you know what i mean it is like a privilege yeah scene. It, it goes back to the like privilege yeah. first yeah. Yeah, like that money you know what i mean like he he saw the sign was clearly closed and decided to knock anyways that pisses yeah me off. i get what you mean about that it was like a tennis place but yeah. then when he says like you made me the perfect grilled cheese and stuff it's like he remembers that yeah it was kind of shitty that he didn't remember her to begin with but then when she like sets the scene he remembers it also that obviously like stuck in his mind and they've been intertwined like long before this particular story started so i liked it telenovela uh, we find out Raphael has cancer. That sucks. Um, is that supposed to be it's already healed, but it kind of did damage type thing? No, he's currently dealing with cancer. Oh. Oh. That's a, that's how I took it. Oh, I thought maybe he had it and that kind of, that's why they had to have it. Um, Frozen. The juice taken out. <laughs> yeah. The juice taken out. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was my equivalent of like the flower story, but. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh no, that's gonna be put on a T-shirt. Oh god! Snip, snap, snip, snap. I am perpetually fifteen years old. <laughs> well, and but yeah, that's shitty. If that's he's already got. Okay, so if he has cancer or has had it in the past, and now he's dealing with like an unhappy marriage, he's kind of like obviously very manipulative. Just gonna go get knocked up behind his back, like. Yeah, she's cheating, and she's in it for the money. And the thing is, like, he knows. Right. He straight up was telling the sister, and, like, (laughs) the wife was a foot away when he was telling the sister how unhappy he is. bullshit. Why stay? Well, he basically goes and tells her, like, I want to leave, and she just, like, slaps him. I loved how, like, calm he remained, like, when she slapped him, like, his face barely moved. He's just like, 
I want out of here. She's blackmailing the doctor, who is like her sister-in-law, into telling Jane about Raphael's cancer to then guilt her into like giving them her baby. Like it's so, she all the way around, like at first I was like, oh, the wife isn't that bad, but I knew she was going to be painted kind of as like as the enemy. But then when she's doing all those things, I was like, oh, she's a shit person. Like what, what, there's no standards and morals there. Yeah, no. Everyone has this like weird, like dark and light side to them. Besides Jane. She's, yeah. She's like portrayed yeah, as she's like, like a beam of light. Yeah. She's, uh, you know. Well, she is. She's the mother in, in this because I think she's been really reared mostly by the grandmother who the grandmother's a hard ass. I mean, that scene where Jane's mother, um, they're like flashing back to when uh, she's a teenager and she's just like, well, I'm pregnant. I don't know the baby daddy's name. Like deal with it. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So speaking of the grandmother, there's two more bombs that drop towards the end of the episode. The first one is we find out that the grandmother is actually the one who wanted Jane's mom to have an abortion. But Jane's mom decided to keep the baby. And that's something that we think is opposite pretty much throughout the entire episode. And everyone, even Jane, thinks that. So it's it's like a huge bomb that drops. And it shows that, you know, her mom has been trying to protect her. Yeah. And the second bomb that drops is we learn that the telenovela guy that Jane has been looking at on the bus and like secretly yeah, like her, in her the is her dad, which is super cool. It, it was um the mother's high school boyfriend somehow and no no one brought that up until now it's so weird i wrote quick note if they watch so many telenovelas together all together on the couch how did she not notice her ex-boyfriend that's what i was wondering until well 18 i think months before if, if you think about um what i said before that telenovelas only run for a set amount of time they're not like a regular soap opera so maybe he's been in other ones and they haven't like seen it yes yeah they're like limited series so that makes sense why did they show us Michael's undercover operation and why do we give a shit about it? Because he's secretly spying on on Raphael's wife. Oh, was that? I couldn't tell who was in the pictures. Okay. It's Raphael's wife and Raphael's best friend. I thought maybe it was, but it was kind of it was yeah, kind of they're like, like in the bed and stuff. They're like side shots, you can't really tell, but yeah, it's Yeah. It's uh Raphael's uh wife and his best friend. Okay. Oh, so this is definitely going to be something that's played into because Obviously, Jane's going to keep this baby. She's going to develop some kind of friendship or relationship with Raphael. And Michael's going to have to interject this as a way to, like, break that up a little. Yeah, because she she goes back to the police station at the end to propose to her boyfriend. And I hated it. And I was like, I wrote, oh, no, Courtney, please never propose to Justin. <laughs> That's her boyfriend. I, I promise I won't. I, I hated it for a multitude of reasons because I don't think that they're a good pair. I don't trust or like Michael's face. First of all, you're a very family oriented young lady and you're going to propose in front of all these policemen. Like it was weird when the flower fell. That was supposed to be really telling, right? Like mm, it's not going to be this picture perfect romance, obviously. Well, I, I didn't like it. Not just because like not to be like terribly masculine about it and be like, oh, she's proposing to him in front of all these dudes. <laughs> I hated it because they had a fight and they didn't talk in between. And all of a sudden she goes and proposes to him. I would be like, no, get up. Oh. We still have to finish this conversation that we're having. <laughs> I can't well, end. No resolution. I hate when things aren't resolved. I, I, I can't oh. sit and stew on stuff. It's like, hey, if we get an argument and then you leave and I never talk to you again, you're like, that's it. Like, there's a wall between us. 
Well, you know, I'm sure there has to be, in her mind, there's probably like a ton of trust in this relationship because she's had this guy who seemingly for two years has been like, oh, okay, we don't have to have sex. Like, I'm okay with it. Lati da. So in her mind, they're like, oh, we have this trust. Like, we don't have to talk through our stuff. And really, he's a sleazeball. Yeah, no, I I don't care. I've been with Lindsay like nine and a half years. If, if she goes to storms in the other room, then no, we, we got to finish this. I will march right in there until we resolve this matter. <laughs> And then we can go on our walk. Oh, you're not just going to go in and repropose? No, it's not just going to like go and just like sit and pretend nothing happened. And then when next time she walks in the room, I'm like, oh, hey, honey, how you doing? You know what I mean? Like that whole thing, like <laughs> blow up never happened. No, we're going to finish this. It's not just going yeah. to, I'll just sit there and stew on it all day. But that says something about who Jane is, right? Like she comes in, like we call her, she's a beam of light. She comes in with this yellow dress. She's all smiles. Like she's kind of just um, a forgiving person, a sweet person. Like she she didn't even get too worked up when she was accidentally knocked up. So <laughs> she's too nice. Let's start to talk about what, what we think is going to happen. So I want you to go first because I think she's like too nice and stuff that they might come back to bite her but i'll get mine in next but i want to hear from you what do you think is going to happen in or towards this finale well we're going to have this love triangle that probably plays out this is on about four or five seasons from my recollection so you're going to have a love triangle that probably plays out for the entirety of this show in her regard i think that she's probably going to have this baby and they her and Raphael try to do this like co-parenting thing but really that's where they discover their love for one another and they're going to want to be parents together um but Michael's always going to get in the way ultimately I think she'll probably end up with Raphael uh from the mother's standpoint I think the mother and the telenovela baby daddy are going to reconcile um and that's kind of going to add an interesting layer to this with jane meeting her father for the first time we'll see how nice she is when that happens uh so that's a couple of my thoughts what are yours uh jane and Raphael are definitely going to get together because they already have the baby and they already have the hard stuff out of the way plus they had that connection from long ago yeah but i think ultimately it's going to take a turn where it's going to become jane's so independent they're just not going to work out and uh, like Raphael seems dependent considering he can't leave his cheating wife. Um, so it would end up being Jane raising this baby on her own with the family. Um, because like her fiance sucks. Like he's not going to last long. Like oh. I can already see through that. Yeah. Raphael's wife sucks. He's got so you, don't think, you don't think Raphael is endgame for Jane. You think she's alone is the endgame? Yeah. Hey. She's so independent. You know, she'll meet someone, someone else. But I think they're going to end up together at one point, her and Raphael, because they're going give it to give it a shot, you know? I feel like this ends in their wedding. Like, I feel like there's probably a lot of back and forth, a lot of breakups and makeups and, and really getting to that peak. And then maybe the last episode is them finally being together and Michael, like, kicked to the curb. True. True. Or he, But I'm excited to see. Maybe the C word plays in. I hope not, but it could. Oh, like he dies? It's a telenovela. People die all the time. Oh, true. Oh, I hope well, not. I hope not. But like, even if he doesn't, I, I feel like it's going to be her independent. The cancer thing could also be like a thing where they get close because maybe she takes care of him. You know what I mean? And they kind of build a relationship off of that. And it's not just built around the baby. Hmm. It's possible. It's mostly going to be the baby. If you have a baby with someone, it's like <laughs> inevitable that you're going to have to see that person all the time. The mother is definitely going to sleep with someone that she shouldn't. In regards of like who? Raphael, the fiance. Oh, I didn't think about that till right now. Yes, or the, that makes total sense. Or the or the um, 
ex-boyfriend, the telenovela guy, he's going to sleep with someone he shouldn't. Yeah. Someone's going to sleep with someone they shouldn't. It's going to be both of them. Maybe both of them do it. They yeah, because it's got like, to head reservation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to kind of have that weird piece of it that that makes for the really um, melodrama, right? Da, 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 da. Now here we have they should not sleep together. Jane is no longer a virgin. Oh, that! When do you think that's gonna happen? I like season think, three. I was just gonna say season three. It's got to be like midway, the midway yep, point, right? Midway point, so you jump the shark, down. yeah, and then get towards it. It's the climax, quite literally. <laughs> oh, doesn't slam dunk. I like that. <laughs> Jane, the virgin fans are gonna like that. No, I. Uh, so I mean, overall, I would green like the show. I liked it. It was cute. Um, different. Oh yeah, this was really Upbeat. enjoyable. I mean, maybe it's like all this this Rona stuff, and maybe because it was just like a one eighty of like brightness. Because I mean, we've been watching a lot of dark shows too, or like dramatic shows and tense shows. So this don't worry is, about yeah, someone getting hit by a car dramatic. or like assassinated. <laughs> yeah, this is a dramatic departure from the other things that we've been watching. But it was really easy to digest too, because I think on TV it was probably an hour with the commercials. Here we're watching it; it's about forty minutes, so it's it's a pretty quick watch. Um, and, and it's delightful, right? It, it keeps you just entertained, basically, either through like quirkiness or obviously the whole storyline is very unique. So, yeah, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Too. I mean, even as a guy, I liked it, even though I'm probably not a 30 year old male is not really their demo. Like I, no. I liked it. Yeah, I, I think this is probably for people that are in, you know, quote unquote, quarter life crisis, right? You're right. Getting out of college, kind of starting adulthood. And that's kind of where we find her. She's working at the hotel. She's right on that cusp of adulthood. And then this baby kind of throws yeah, she's her. She's like, I'm trying to finish adult. college and all this bullshit. She's and living like at her house still. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that plays into it where people can really gauge a connection with Jane. Um, and really right. fall in love with her character. Because, I mean, she her it's a great character. The actress was great. So I enjoyed it. This is the conclusion of our episode. Me amo Joe. Me amo Courtney. And thank I you. don't know. I took French. No, hey, I'm I don't right. know. I took French when I was. Hey, I'm alright. <laughs> so thank you for coming to our episode of Jane the Virgin. Until next time, we shall see you in the finale. Arrivederci. Oh no, that's a T. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, bye guys. Bye.